Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. And I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. That was a weird... You added an and in there. I added an and. I really insisted on that. <laughs> weird. Usually Taylor get, gets, the, gets the and. I know. You I stole your and. Let's give I don't know what and. happened there. I blacked out for a second. I forgot, was, I forgot what podcast I was on. This was a sentence. That, would, that wouldn't be right. There'd be no. a comma between... There's so many ands. You made too many ands. It's been a while. We had a week where we didn't record. It's okay. Are you our sister? What's going on? This is a... I don't know. It's a pod person. It's been a long week for everybody. I went from... I went from... So I'm on hospital service, so I'm already like always in a daze of just like constantly constantly working sort of like always working mm-hmm. um and then i went to charlie's trunk or treat at her school and it was the entire like elementary and middle school worth of kids trunk or treating um and the costumes were just the combination of first of all somebody put on what i had to assume is like maybe a what just like a spotify playlist of like Halloween songs or mm-hmm. you know something like that like somebody clicked on something that said like spooky songs or Halloween songs and mm-hmm. didn't like look at what that meant <laughs> you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah that's a dangerous game especially it, in an elementary school yes. it really is it really is because then don't fear the reaper comes on <laughs> and you're like weird energy weird uh-huh. energy and then that song that's like hey there little red riding hood and it's like okay this is weird. This mm-hmm. is weird for an elementary school. I, I've noticed that a lot of Halloween playlists make the assumption that, like, if it's really gay, it's it's also fitting. I mean, which is generally <laughs> accurate, but there's a lot of times it's just, it's Lady Gaga because, I don't know, Mother Monster, gay, yeah. Halloween, fine. <laughs> yeah. That always happens. And then they play that the song Zombie by the Cranberries. Yep. That's always weird. <laughs> I really want that's to always a like, weird moment <laughs> so much of like like seven-year-old just wandering around getting candy to zombie that's a great visual <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong these are good songs I am not saying I don't enjoy any of these songs I'm just saying it's weird for an elementary school trunk or treat sure when like so yeah. many kids are like dressed as Disney princesses and there's like the usual collection of like sports heroes and ninjas and whatnot now there were there were two squid games today good. <laughs> good like little baby squid games little baby squid games okay. um one was dressed as one of the like people in pink with the masks uh-huh and then their friend was dressed as uh zero six seven mm-hmm. <laughs> how old were these children fifth or sixth grade uh, okay i mean they, I love that. Yeah, I was a little in shock at the Squid Games. I, I looked and I was like, "Nice Squid Games costume." <laughs> I I was I was really that that one surprised me. Um, did not see that coming. Uh, I no. assume they watched it. Uh, I mean, I would have watched something like that when I was in fifth or yeah. sixth grade. So that's that's not far fetched. I thought I thought Squid Games was odd. Uh, and then. Then there, like, there was the usual assortment of like there was lots of there were lots of Scooby Doo's mm-hmm. like and the gang, lots of Scooby Doo and the Classic. gang. Classic. Um, like as you get to the older kids, there are lots of like the we're all sort of dressed the same, but like 
Like there were a bunch of kids in like an Incredibles t-shirt mm-hmm. with black skirts, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, it's sort of a. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the group of I probably eight or nine year old girls I saw on TikTok that a TikTok of theirs blew up and they were all dancing and their Halloween costumes, they had a group costume and they all had on different colors of t-shirts that had hydro flask symbols on the front <laughs> with tutus that matched the color of their t-shirts and they were all hydro flasks. Oh no. <laughs> like that kind of vibe that kind of vibe yeah. it's like it, one yeah. of my one of my dear friends uh, used to have a halloween party every year and she always dressed as halloween girl mm-hmm. <laughs> which meant like she'd wear like sort of a witchy hat and then like a shirt with a pumpkin on it and then like some tights with some bats on it and then yeah. like and she wasn't a witch she was just halloween girl she was her own thing <laughs> <laughs> There were there were some kids there that were like Halloween girl. Um, there were also a, several of the kids wore the big inflatable costumes. Oh, I love those! Like oh, the big yeah. dinosaurs, which those. like and it was they wore their costumes to school. So like that's that's your day. How do Are you, you sure? Maybe they didn't put it on before the tr- trunk I mean, or treat. I don't know. I'm just saying. You can't. Charlie went to school in costume. You cannot sit down at one of those little kids' desks yeah. and wear like a a T Rex inflatable. <laughs> Um, I will say I was a little sad. Charlie's favorite costume of mine is, um, is, uh, or my favorite costume of Charlie's is her Beetlejuice, what she calls her Beetlejuice costume. Mm-hmm. But she went with Rapunzel, which of course is my favorite princess, so, so it was equally as adorable. But she would not. She had already decided that she was going to wear for trick or treat tonight. She was going to wear Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and she'd gotten a second costume, which is Audrey from Descendants, Disney Descendants, yes. the Queen of Mean. <laughs> the daughter of Sleeping yes. Beauty. So that was her plan. And then we put it on yesterday to try it out to make sure like mm-hmm. it all fit and she was ready for, you know, because we hadn't tried it on and it was itchy. Mm. And you know it's how that worst. goes. Yeah. yeah. Like she put it on and instantly was just like screaming and flailing like, <laughs> it's itchy, it's itchy. <laughs> and I kept trying to cut tags out of it. And like, then I like, I put a tank top under it and then I put a t-shirt on under it. And then we were putting pants on under it. And then she like had two outfits on basically. <laughs> it's like that feeling when you're in like a fitting room somewhere and you're just tired of putting clothes on and you just get angry as soon as clothes touch your body. That was basically it. And yeah, like she had on there. essentially two full layers of long sleeves and pants to wear this thing. And it not be itchy. And she's standing there and she looks so miserable. And she's like, I have to wear it. I told all my friends I was going to wear it. And I was like, can I ask you a question? What? How will you pee? If <laughs> oh, you- no. <laughs> she went, I can't wear this to school. <laughs> so she already had the Rapunzel dress yeah. for, for general playtime. Right. So, so Rapunzel it was. It was good. It was a good costume. <laughs> what is she wearing for Trick or Treat Prime? That she will, as she tells me, she'll juice. Mm-hmm. She says she will wear she'll juice really, tonight. So, is there a different way we could we could gender this? Co- she'll just the word. I it sounds like <laughs> something way worse to be followed by the word juice. I'm just saying. I mean, it's just it's a Beetlejuice costume, except it's a skirt. Yeah, I mean, like a little skirt I don't, suit. I don't yeah. mind that. I mean, we're, we're gendering. That's fine. It's just she'll doesn't sound like it sounds bad. It sounds gross. It sounds like a gross right. word followed by juice. We can just say Beetlejuice. Yeah. She's Beetlejuice. Either that or to dance class, they had to wear costumes the other night. And she wore um, her Lydia Dietz costume. 
but it's the Lydia costume from the cartoon Beetlejuice oh, from the 90s. Nice. Mm-hmm. And she looked great. And if you know this character, she I mean, it's great. dead on. Yeah. Like she looks like, like other than her hair's, you know, she didn't want to wear a wig and her hair's not the same color. But otherwise, like she looks like Lydia, but no one has seen this cartoon. So everybody yeah. was like, nice spider cape. Like nobody oh. knew what she was. <laughs> I also love that both of your kids are equally weird enough that as soon as Cooper saw Charlie had that spider cape, she like had a meltdown, like screaming hysterically, mm-hmm. I need that cape. Yeah, so mom made her one too because they didn't sell it in her size. And so now they both have Lydia from the cartoon Beetlejuice costume. It's very good. What, what is uh, Cooper going to trick or treat as? I'm pretty sure she's going as Wednesday. Of course. Uh, yeah, Wednesday Adams. Good. So you little creepy duo. I love it. Yeah. She told me the other day that I should dress as Grown Up Wednesday, and she will call me Thursday, (laughs) and she will be Wednesday. And I said, when we go on Trick or Treat, you want me to wear my Wednesday costume and be Big Wednesday, and you'll be Little Wednesday. Yes. Are you going to do it? I'm not going to do this. (laughs) If all of the other adults, listen, I always Mm -hmm. go trick-or-treating with you all and mom and dad and the girls. Um, If you all were also wearing costumes and this was a family affair, I would. You don't. I could. I mean, I have that Doctor Who costume that I wear every time I okay. have to wear a costume. <laughs> That's like Halloween girl. That's like I'll put on a, a T-shirt and this jacket. I, I bought that coat that the 13th Doctor wears. And it's just been the perfect because like I can throw that on over a blue T-shirt. And people are like, oh, it's the Doctor. You can't tell me that if you put like if you told uh, mom and dad to put together a last minute Mortician Gomez that they wouldn't absolutely do that. Oh, yeah. They probably have it in their. Well, you know what somewhere. costumes they wanted to wear and buy. Well, they told me they wanted squid. They games. They wanted to do squid games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't think that wanted to be time, though, right. No, dad wanted to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom was going to be one of the guards. <laughs> I I love that there were kids dressed as squid games. Oh, that good. is so. I love how subversive because you know the teacher was nervous. You know, their poor teacher was uh, like, why are these children dressed in squid game? Um, I love that. Tay, do you, do you have a Halloween costume this year? Uh, I wasn't I wasn't going to. Uh, I, I wore Howl for like a Halloween party that I worked last weekend. Howl from Howl's Moving mm-hmm. Castle. Uh, but um, I guess I, I have I have been a coerced out Halloween night. And uh, I've I've thrown together sort of a punk rock Frankenstein costume oh it's great so that's you Ooh. know what I'm, what I'm going with i'm yeah. just <laughs> that's awesome yeah. it's great well and your your costume riley uh i am okay so i have not worn a halloween costume in public the entire time i've been in college and this is my final year of college so i felt like i i must because last year was covid and then mm-hmm. before that it was just i don't know i didn't know anyone that was going out i am doing l woods this year mm. of course yes finally Yes. Nice. Uh, it felt right. It felt yeah. like, well, this feels like accurate. Yeah. 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 So I am prepared with an actual Halloween costume for the first time in years. Excellent. Yeah. And we can all drink some Bud Light seltzers in the fall flavors. Oh. No. Yeah. Those are horrible. They're horrible. They had them. They had so m- I went to Target today, stock up on some mm-hmm. Halloween supplies. They had them there. Uh, I looked for the other party pack of, it's a not Bud Light, but they have uh, holiday flavors that look really good. I don't remember what brand, but I ended up going with the White Claw Surge. 
yeah, the, instead of the Bud Light seltzers. These, they're like the the fall flavors of Bud Light seltzers are like stunt drinks. They're not so. I don't think they're supposed to be. The apple one isn't too bad. What was it? Apple crisp. Spite, apple crisp. It wasn't bad. So there's apple. There's pumpkin spice. Toasted marshmallow. Toasted marshmallow. Spice. What's the other maple one? pear? Oh god, maple pear. They're. I think they're all just off i mean drinking a candle they're just they're terrible mm. like comically bad yeah i think the, the <laughs> apple crisp at least had a little bit of apple i was like okay that's fine like it had a lot of apple but it wasn't good no <laughs> I didn't, why are they trying to put flavor in, in alcoholic seltzer that was the whole point is that they they don't have flavor. Yeah. but i, I do they're think, just like a yeah but, vague hint of fruit yeah, yeah. Those surges, though, those are those are next oh, yeah. level. Those do taste like something, but they, I don't, they taste good. I don't know. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they have more flavor than a regular white claw and more alcohol. And more alcohol. It's like drinking two in one. Yep. That's called efficiency. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to talk about our topic this week. Yes, yes. it is not um, this. No. Although I could go on about how terrible those seltzers are forever. I know you could. I know. They're really, I mean, I'll drink most anything. Mm. <laughs> I am not a picky person. <laughs> They're bad. I was, I was upset about it. Um, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not upset about is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, I am so glad we're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? I loved this show when I was younger. I've watched a little bit of the new stuff and by new, I meant I watched a little bit of the 2019 reboot. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen the most recent episodes. Um, the, uh, the original series came out in 1990, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conceit, if you have never seen it, it was a Nickelodeon show. And basically the idea is that a group of kids sit around a campfire. They're called the Midnight Society. And they sit around a campfire out in the woods and tell each other scary stories. And of course they're, you know, the show is the scary story. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole show. Uh, I watched, Justin and I watched this documentary about the like history of Nickelodeon mm-hmm. like how it got to be what it was how it kind of grew to like rival the Disney Channel as like a force for kids programming um, and uh, the, it was interesting because they were talking about the history of Are You Afraid of the Dark and it started like the idea initially was like a show of, that was fairy tales hmm. Like mm-hmm. acting out like like folk tales, fairy tales, just traditional stories, that kind of thing. Um, and it would be like the the idea was that an old man sitting by the fireplace would open up a storybook and read you a story. Mm-hmm. And they were like workshopping this idea, and somebody was like, "I don't know, kids don't really like fairy tales, you know, or mm-hmm. those kinds of story like storybook story. Like they're not." That's not the kind of, especially the age group they were. They were even a little bit older and they were like, kids don't really like those stories. Well, okay, well, what kinds of stories do kids like? What kind of stories do they tell? Well, they like scary stories. So then the idea for a moment morphed into what if this old man sitting by a fire reads kids terrifying stories? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound comfortable. (laughs) And, and well, 
everyone around the table went, oh, uh, no, I don't think that's a good look. <laughs> Come here, little children. Let me horrify you. <laughs> so, uh, so then they said, well, okay, no, that's not going to work. So how are we going to make this work? What if the kids are telling each other the scary stories? Right. And the Midnight Society was born. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting and would have been a very different and probably short-lived show had it just been a kindly old man sitting by a fireplace who then read a horrifying story that scared the crap out of you. Yes. I mean, you have to push that all the way to like Crypt Keeper space where it's a purposely creepy person telling you creepy stories. But that's the, it's not good. The, there is a deep level of horror, though, that you could achieve. The idea of like just a very innocent like earnest approach of like here's just a kind grandpa figure mm-hmm. who's reading you the or the scary story you've ever like there's a level of, of horror there that I don't think we're ready for. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that's not what Nickelodeon was after. Right. No. They were they were after like how can we well they were just trying to grow the network and make new shows kids would like and what do kids like they like scary stuff, which is very true. Kids love scary stuff. Man, Nickelodeon though, they always did have mm-hmm. a little bit more intense i don't want to say adult because it wasn't like you know like graphic or inappropriate but more intense stuff than the disney channel i remember Mm -hmm. some of the cartoons i watched um being not scary like i'm thinking like courage the cowardly dog that was like a little bit scary it was disturbing absolutely yeah yeah and there's another i'm thinking of that i can't remember the name of now but it was puppets and they worked at a burger place god that was terrifying yeah well, they talk, not to get off on a tangent, but they do talk about that. It was really interesting thinking about um, the way they came up with a lot of their shows was sort of pre- like the premise was kids are smarter and understand more than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And if we make shows that speak to them and don't talk down to them and don't assume that like moving colors and, you know, yeah. silly jokes are all that kids like, if if we really recognize that kids will enjoy it and come to our network and see that we have something different and i mean it worked Mm -hmm. i mean that was very true Mm -hmm. i mean are you afraid of the dark and uh i mean some of the shows that came out around the same time that was around when snick premiered right the uh saturday night nick (laughs) i love (laughs) that big orange orange couch couch on snick I, I thought Snick was Snick was so cool. I, I was gonna say I thought it was. It was. it was like there was a moment where like tuning in, like it's time. I'm I'm with my friends and we're sitting around. We got our popcorn. We're about to watch Snick. Was like oh my gosh, yeah. I am the coolest teenager on earth right now. I, I remember watching when Alex Mack premiered with over to friends' house, and that's what we. It was the, the neighbor that lived across the street. We'd hang out and watch Snick, and I. I that was around the premiere of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But we didn't even make it to Are You Afraid of the Dark because Alex Mack scared her so much that we had to turn it <laughs> off. I don't like that this oh, girl that was... turns into goo. I'm uncomfortable. But I loved it. I, I thought it was the coolest thing. That was a great block. When, I mean, they had Hey Dude on there at one point and Salute Your Shorts. Roundhouse. Roundhouse Clarissa. At Kablam. That was that kind of cartoon mashup that came later yeah all that you know (laughs) all that all 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 things we're gonna make you watch eventually here (laughs) yeah i think i've seen a thing in that list of many (laughs) 
Are You Afraid of the Dark fit in well? Taylor, you and I, I felt like, always were into scary stories and things that freaked us out. And so it was an immediate, like, favorite. Um, because the stories that they would tell and that you would watch on the show were sometimes genuinely terrifying. Mm-hmm. I can still remember the first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark I saw. And it, I guess it's actually canonically the second episode. I, I feel like you know which one I'm going to say, though, Sid. That scared me so badly. <laughs> it was the clown. Which one? The, the clown nose one. Oh. Where the kid steals the clown's nose. And then the, cla- mm-hmm. the ghost of the clown comes back for his nose. And, like haunts his house with like the smell of musty cigars and creepy balloons it terrified me as a child terrifying i'll tell you the one that disturbed me the most and i don't remember which season it was because it ran for multiple seasons there are lots of episodes of this um the one where they go to the magic shop and they buy the glasses uh the the the, what were they called the the specs what were they the oh specs is that the tale of the that something sounds right. specs. But the, yes. the, the, these were glasses that allowed you, I mean, you didn't realize this immediately, but what they were letting people see was our, an alternative dimension that exists in the same plane as us. Mm-hmm. So, but they, this was like the way that you knew this is that there were people who were basically in like, like full body stocking things, mm-hmm. like no face, no features, no nothing. And those were the people in the alternate dimension all around us all the time that you can't see until you put the glasses on. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. Like, I was convinced after that. Like, well, <laughs> there are people all around me that I can't see. <laughs> and, and it's terrifying. That one was unique, too, because a lot of the episodes would have a happy ending. There would be some sort of wrap on it where everything was fine. But that one was unique because that ends actually with one of those horrific sort of beats of like, you think everything's resolved and then you realize that like, the other dimension has taken over and like they've, yes. they've lost to it. <laughs> uh, it is called the tale of the super there specs. Yes. Um, I, I was looking it up to see what it was. Cause I didn't watch all of them. I watched like a handful of random of the original. And then there was the first revival that was in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. like 99, I think. Um, and then I watched one of the 2019 ones. Um, but I like the beginning of the description of the tale of the super spec starts with a prankster named weeds. <laughs> I forgot. (laughs) Buys a pair of novelty x-ray specs. (laughs) Weeds. Oh, weeds. Oh, weeds. That one also featured uh, uh, Sardo, accent on the dough, right? Mm -hmm. There were these... Mr. Sardo. (laughs) There were recurring characters. Uh, I mean, two that I can only really two, other than the the Midnight Society, obviously, were recurring characters. Mm -hmm. But in the actual tales... There was Sardo, and then there was Vink, Doctor Vink, who popped up yeah. a lot of, as different roles, but was always the same mm-hmm. kind of, you know, cha- chaotic neutral character. Uh, the the other one that Justin and I still quote to each other to this day is I forget the whole premise. I just remember there's a little ghost boy in it that keeps going. Going, I'm cold. <laughs> yes, that one was very scary. <laughs> To this day, occasionally Justin and I will freak each other out by when it's like dark going, I'm cold. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Stop it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the newer ones, too. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, 
Let's check the group message. I'm so hungry. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm I'm always hungry these days and I never have enough time to cook anything, to prepare anything. I'm busy and uh, before I know it, it's dinner time. I'm hungry. My husband's hungry. My children are hungry. Maybe Riley's here hungry too. I don't know. I'm usually here. Yeah. Usually hungry. And I got a lot of people I need to feed. Um, but I don't worry about that because of DoorDash. Because all I have to do when everybody's hungry, including Riley, and demanding that I feed her immediately. Always. I, uh, I just open my DoorDash app and I uh, go to whichever restaurant I want to eat from. Um, you know, all of my favorite local places are on here. So I can choose a place that I want to support. Uh, food that maybe right now I don't want to go eat in the restaurant, but I can have it delivered safely to my door instead. And you can use the contactless delivery drop-off setting so that you type in what you want. And before you know it, your food is uh, dropped safely at your doorstep for you and your family and your youngest sibling to enjoy thank you um so it's it's great i can't we have used doordash so much uh through especially the last i mean always but through the last two years and um it's been great so taylor if our listeners want to check out doordash what should they do right now our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more and zero delivery fees for the first month when you download the doordash app and enter code buffering that's five dollars off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Buffering. Don't forget, that's code Buffering for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So I just, I want to talk about some of the newer ones, but I just need to mention, I was looking it up to make sure I was remembering this correctly. One of the ones from the original series that I watched was called The Tale of Locker 22. Mm-hmm. It was about this uh, exchange student who got a locker who belonged to a girl who died in a chemistry lab explosion like <laughs> 30 years before or something. I'm remembering this. And the whole movie is the, the ghost of the girl that died in the chemistry lab explosion trying to get her to go back in time and prevent her death and also like warn everyone of the dangers of using broken lab equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it first. I was like, this is really dark. Like some of them like are like the specs or whatever, where it's like, oh, it's spooky, but it's kind of silly. Like this was dark. Like it's like a teenage girl that died and her ghost is haunting this locker. And she's like, please help go back and prevent my death. And then it's like also half PSA on like having proper <laughs> lab safety. <laughs> well, I do appreciate that. A- apparently, and I'd have to go back and look at them all to know what the references were. But when they first, I did, and th- this was again from that documentary, they said that when they started the show, one of the things that everybody said immediately was this, this is never going to fly with parents. Like we're going to make this, we're going to put it out there and we're immediately going to get inundated with angry phone calls from parents saying like, you're scaring the crap out of my children. Um, Why are you making a horror show for children? And so to try to cover their butts, they made the episodes based on classic stories from literature mm. which is why you get like there's one based on like the monkey's paw right, yeah and, and like i think there's like a telltale heart ish one but mm-hmm. like there's different there's different ones like that and it's because the thought was well if you get complaints you just say now this is referencing classic literature and teaching so it's not you know you basically recovered but they didn't get complaints so it didn't matter because mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it was the 90s and our parents didn't care. Yeah. We were watching liquid television. This was light stuff. 
<laughs> this was this was the era where you went home and your parents weren't there anyway, and so you watched all of this scary crap and it scared the crap out of you and nobody told their parents they were scared. They just I don't know, slept with a knife under their pillow. I'm like, I think okay. They they played fast and loose with that whole classic literature idea though, because I'm thinking of some of the episodes that scared me. I'm like, tell me where that was Shakespeare or or Poe. <laughs> <laughs> like the what was it, the grinning ghoul or whatever, or the yeah, yeah it's just this comic book like brought to life this horrible jester character that makes all of the adults drool this weird blue goo and oh. like that i love that episode it was one of my favorites to rewatch. but I, I don't know how that lines up with classic classic yeah. literature <laughs> i bet and i don't they didn't get into this but i bet once they realized they weren't gonna get complaints i bet that idea went away with time yeah i bet that was more the early episodes and then after a while they were like yeah yeah, the parents are not actually watching what their children. <laughs> the parents have no idea what their kids are watching. I feel like in time there was that period where the parents weren't watching and then it was like all at once there was an era very briefly where parents were like, "Oh, we should be watching what our kids are watching." And mm-hmm. I think maybe we've entered back into an era of like, eh, they have YouTube kids. It's fine." That's true. <laughs> what no, where we are now is like we're the parents and so I'm like, "Well, I'll just watch it with them." And mm-hmm. like kids, I mean, there are fi- there are fifth graders watching Squid Games. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't let Cooper and Charlie watch Squid Games yet. So. Cooper would yeah, like it. Well, y- yes, but perhaps a little <laughs> a little young for that concept of a battle royale to the death. I actually think that if Cooper saw Squid Game and saw that big doll from the Red Light Green Light episode, she would love her. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, I want to be that. That's my Halloween costume. That'd be really cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would be scary. I mean, it was still it was still pretty creepy watching them. Justin made them those, what are they called? The little honeycomb um, cookie things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, then we had a squid games at home. I mean, we just let them. It was for fun. They did both break theirs, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But it was okay because we d- we didn't tell them. Any- yeah, we just said, "Oh no, it's okay because we didn't kill them." Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, gonna- they didn't know it was. They didn't know it was <laughs> they- based on a contest to the they death. Didn't know they didn't know it was life or death. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. They just until- ate him. I can't wait until one day I tell Charlie, like, "You remember? I'm going to show you videos of your mom and dad making you do this thing. Do you know what it was from? <laughs> it was from a TV show where the people that broke their cookie died. It was life or death, <laughs> and you were seven. Well, they don't know it, so it's fun for them. Um, in the one thing I really like, first of all, I was watching the reboot uh, in twenty, the twenty nineteen one mm-hmm. at the Carnival Carnival of Doom, mm-hmm. and I guess I my recollection from the original series is that when a new member would be, and they didn't do it very often, but when a new member would join the Midnight Society, I believe they had to show up blindfolded, and they weren't allowed to take their blindfold off until. Like they had done their story and if their story was deemed like, yes, very spooky, you're in, then they got to take their blindfold off. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. That's how the the first episode starts with uh, one of the members being in, in, in introduced that way where he's just mm-hmm. led out in the woods blindfold and has to sit there with a the blindfold <laughs> on and tell a spooky story. Uh, I believe he tells the story of the the like it's the haunted cab or the ghost cab one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's accepted. And so they take his blindfold off. I like that they up the Annie mm-hmm. <laughs> for 2019 where they're like, this is a new time. So instead of just being led into the woods blindfolded, you have to answer a series of riddles that we leave in your locker. 
And then once we've deemed you acceptable, we will let you wander through the woods at night by yourself until we scare the crap out of you while we're wearing very scary masks, by the way. Not comfortable. Yes. Very spooky masks. And then you have to, like, sit and tell a story to us all in our very spooky masks. Yeah. What? I found that all very creepy. I was going to say I have a heart. What child would actually go through with that? But I absolutely would have gone through that <laughs> as a child. Well, my my other question is, are they Canadian? Uh, well, the original show was, correct? Mm-hmm. That I believe the original was. So that was my thought is, is uh, because... Like what I've learned from watching both American uh, teen television and Canadian teen television is that Canadian teens are like the real deal. They go there. Are you thinking of like Degrassi? You're yes. Yeah. Degrassi. I'm thinking. Yeah. Of, yes. I'm thinking of Degrassi. They tackle issues that American teens won't. They they'll go dark. Like that. Canadian teens are on a whole other level. American teens. We man. We just couldn't reach that level. <laughs> We would never, but Canadian teens will do it. Your entire perception of Canadian teens comes from Degrassi. Yes. (laughs) And Radio Free Roscoe and the Midnight Society from Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't think that's fair. I think that's a a small window you're looking through. I'm just saying Canadian teens seem awesome. (laughs) And we we suck. That's all I'm saying. Sure. We had Saved by the Bell. (laughs) And? And Zach Morris is trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I will say, though, I was a little, I don't want to say disappointed because I did enjoy it, but the 2019 revival was just those three episodes, right? Just that little teeny, like, mini arc. And then they um, did more of that same story in 2021, in 2021 right? I didn't, I didn't get to watch the most recent ones. It just came out in February of this year, but... Yeah. Um, I, I almost wish it would have just been like the original where it was kind of like, I mean, they call it an anthology series in the original. Like it was just individual episodes, mm-hmm. stories. That's why I could kind of skip around and just watch random ones because there wasn't a ton of like, you have to watch in sequence. It has a through plot. I, I, I almost prefer with this style of show, just like telling a story, the whole thing. Then the next one, they tell a different story, you know? Yeah. Well, I, also, I mean, the, the reboot also had that weird plot frame to it where the the carnival one yeah mm-hmm. like, I like, wasn't her original story it was like mm-hmm. her I didn't get to the end was it I'm assuming it was her some experience that she'd been through in the past that somehow forgotten is that what it was that I was my so. I didn't finish it either yeah. but my suspicion because Jess and I were, were debating is this going to take us in the direction of she was the little girl from the story and right. that this really happened to her when she was little or is this going to be a when we tell these stories, we make we bring them to life sort of plot? Because mm-hmm. I that I actually would enjoy more if the idea was when they put these because of the magic of the Midnight Society, when they put these horror stories out into the world, they come to life. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that's a cool premise. Yeah. But and they did, did they do the did I miss the creamer? I feel like they didn't do the coffee creamer in the fire. Oh, the. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. That's what it is? Yeah. <laughs> that was the weirdest way you could have introduced that idea. <laughs> they didn't do the creamer? Did I miss the creamer? I'm like, what? Did that's what they. That's what it was. It was coffee creamer they were throwing. That It does that. Oh, that's so interesting. I, oh. I, uh, I thought they did do it on the... Maybe I just missed it. Reboot. I may have looked away. But I didn't yeah, know that's they, what it was. Mm-hmm. That's, I, uh, I had seen that somewhere. I had read that before. And then... 
um, at a party once we were doing that for fun. I think it's dangerous. You were doing that for fun? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that there's some danger to it uh-huh. or something. I don't think it's a good idea to throw coffee creamer into a fire, but that is what that that is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what's in the bag. I wonder why it reacts that way. That's interesting. Now, I don't know what's supposed... Here's what's interesting. I don't know if in the fiction of the Midnight Society, it's supposed to be coffee creamer in a bag. Because it would be weird if he's like, and now, (laughs) let me get my little... Because it's like a little leather drawstring, like... It looks like a little wizard's bag, and he pulls it out, and he's like, yeah. creamer. <laughs> but but that original host of the Midnight Society, that dude with the glasses, he looks like the kind of the kind of nerd that would have been like, oh, well, if you throw a coffee creamer in a fire, it makes an explosion. I'm going to put it in a little wizard bag and be a magic boy. I had such a crush on him. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I, he was such a nerd. He seemed so smart. I was like, God, I love that guy. <laughs> I... Uh, I was the, the the looks in general on the the original Midnight Society, like the amount of like flannel and, and like sleeveless denim vests present. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, oh no! I think I think that if you wanted to describe my current fashion sense today, it's a member of the Midnight Society in the nineties. <laughs> well, again, if we're gonna we talk about this a lot on the show, but if we're gonna talk about things that aren't canonically gay, but are gay. <laughs> The Midnight Society is, yeah. and I'm not saying anyone in it. I'm not saying the individuals. I'm not talking about them. I'm just saying like it, the whole thing. Yes. Right. It's queer. A, a, yeah. a bunch of teenagers that would meet up into the woods to have like a strict set of rules you follow to tell spooky stories and like <laughs> decorum <laughs> around it as opposed <laughs> to like, I don't know, making out or drinking a beer. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's fair. <laughs> They're probably all also theater kids, right? Uh, absolutely, at least like, a few. Yeah, they yeah. feel that way. The in the new one in the <laughs> in the 2019 <laughs> reboot. Did you guys watch? You watched some of the 2019 uh-huh. one, did you, Tay? Uh, I guess that's not the most recent. That's not the carnival one, right? It is. It is. Well, oh, okay. it started in 2019 and it yeah. continues into 2021. Okay. Um, the the character uh, Graham. Uh huh. Who's wearing the shirt that says "Watch horror movies" yes, in the opening? Yes. <laughs> we we turn it on and we're watching, and this guy comes on the screen, and Justin goes, "Oh, it's Justin McElroy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the, and then the nerdy loner girl who's like, "Oh, is that hanging you? out?" But that's what I was like. Oh, look, it's Sydney. There I am. <laughs> Look, they're destined to be together. They don't even know it yet. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, wow. I did get a I did get a strong theater kid vibe from from all well, from I mean they're making the a movie. Thing. Yeah. Like a, like some of them are making a movie. Yeah. That that was the character I liked the most out of the reboot was the girl who's just directing her own hyper violent horror movie at a playground. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Who <laughs> <laughs> covered the slide in blood. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Now I and I do I get the same feel from this group. Like this is I it's just, again it's just art that feels like oh okay yeah I, I thanks that, that, <laughs> that was for, me. for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did I do think it's an interesting idea. I agree with you, Riley. I probably prefer the idea of like just brief vignettes, mm-hmm. and you have that same cast of characters that are telling the story. So you got that continuity, that familiarity to the show. But it's always different. Yeah. I like that. I like that you can dip in and out. Um, I was less attracted to the idea of like, 
well, now to found out, find out what happens, I have to watch these in order. Right. And they're um, not. there's no necessarily storytelling in each one. Like, yes, yeah. it starts that way, but it, it doesn't continue. Like mm-hmm. those first three episodes from 2019, the first one, it has like the quote-unquote storyteller or whatever. But after that, um, it does not. Because yeah. it becomes like what you know i also i also think um and i don't know how it evolves but in that first carnival of doom episode uh the the mr top hat Mm -hmm. he has very strong like panic at the disco vibes yeah Mm -hmm. like he had very like (laughs) like very much like i thought i felt like he was about to walk out into the center ring and be like i write sins not tragedies (laughs) Thank you for coming to our show. Like it, it was a very strong panic at the disco moment. He's not scary. Does he get scary? The scorpions are somewhat scary, but he is not scary. Yeah. No, that that was a bit of a disappointment for me, just because I do think that despite it being a kid show, there were some truly scary creations and monsters in the, like the the original series. So that was not. If that's what you have to offer, this just like kind of carnival emo. I'm not, I don't know about that. <laughs> Carnival emo. <laughs> like if the greatest showman and Panic at the Disco just kinda like did a collab. That's what you and there you with go. With bugs. With bugs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did it did make that scene where he eats the scorpion seem very strange. Yeah. Because it's like our uh, excuse me, excuse no. me. Mr. Panic, Mr. at the disco. Excuse me. Mr. at the disco. <laughs> Mr. at the disco, are you eating a scorpion? Why are there scorpions up your sleeve, mm-hmm. sir? Uh, but um, it it really, I would say of all the shows that like I look back on and m- not just meant a lot to me and I really enjoyed, but like sort of shaped like who I thought I was in the world and like where I fit in. That cast of characters, that idea of Are You Afraid of the Dark, that really stuck with me and I identified with a lot because it was like they felt a little outcasty. They felt a little misunderstood and they also were leaning into that. Like they were weird, creative people who were like, we're so weird and creative. We're going to sit in the woods and tell spooky stories. And like, that was very much who I was. You look like you're tearing up a little bit. I'm not tearing up. I'm not. It it did mean a lot. I'm glad it was meaningful to you. Yeah. I mean, some of the stories were, they weren't just genuinely scary. They were genuinely creative. Like they were different ideas and horror. I, one that always stuck with me was the uh, the dollhouse one, the one yeah. where the the girl who like only stays with I think it was her aunt and uncle in summers or whatever, and has like the is friends with the neighborhood girl. Uh, when she comes to visit her aunt and uncle, the, the girl is gone missing, and so she goes and investigates their abandoned house and. This girl was sucked into the dollhouse, and there's this dollhouse world where you slowly turn into a doll. And her friend is like that moment where her little porcelain hands are connected and she pulls one off. And it's like, oh, that was true. Like a little child sized bite of body horror. Like I'm slowly turning into porcelain and now my hands are detachable. Uh, Has a happy ending. But like that story was terrifying to me as a kid and also like fascinating. They really like I mean, from the opening theme on, I I watched it knowing like I'm going to have nightmares tonight. (laughs) But every time. Yeah, can we talk about that theme for a second? That was terrifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The music, the image of that boat. Yeah. That empty boat. Straight to that creepy (laughs) clown ball. (laughs) Yes. 
forever, forever. That that if I see if I hear that sound and I think of that boat, I'm scared. I'm instantly scared. Mm. So, well, thank you both. I, I really enjoyed Thank rewatching you. some of the old episodes and checking out the new. It was fun to see. I, I do wish they'd had a little bit of a cheesy throwback. I was kept waiting for one of the members of the Midnight Society to be like, I got this idea from my dad or mm-hmm. whatever. And like show one of the original members. Oh, it's their kids. <laughs> one of that cute glasses boy to make a reappearance, didn't you? I did. I mm-hmm. did. I'm a dad now. <laughs> Here's my bag of creamer. <laughs> Here's my bag of coffee creamer I give to you. Carry on the legacy. <laughs> um, but thank you. And uh, it was fun. If anybody hasn't watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, you're really missing out. Yeah. You should go back them. The new ones are cool, but I would go check out the old ones. It's all on Paramount Plus, I think is where I watch it. I mm-hmm. mean, you can also find episodes out there. In, yeah. In yep. other means. But Paramount yeah. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we're that's it. That's it for spooky season. So uh, we oh, just had a sadly. lot of TV, a lot of movies. Uh, I'm gonna get bring some music back to the table. I want to talk about uh, Biff Naked. It's hey, a, it's a, a musical artist, a, a rock and roller from the early 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've screamed her songs many times. Uh, we both have. So, mm-hmm. and I have never listened. I don't believe. Ooh. Oh boy. So yeah. I've definitely heard the name, but I, you know, with all this, like, especially with some of the, the like the, the more rock uh, Olivia Rodrigo stuff, I'm like, I think this could, this is a time and place that could come back. <laughs> well, I'm excited to give it a listen. You're going to like it, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. Uh, you should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other podcasts that you would enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments. Um, have a happy and safe Halloween. And, and spooky. Yeah. The weekend. A whole Halloween. Be mm-hmm. safe out there. Wear your masks, both your spooky masks, and you're not spooky, like actual medical you know, face covering yeah. masks. Like, don't spread COVID, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and be safe. Don't, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Please. Yes. It's personal for Riley now. It's personal now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if you follow me on Twitter, it's all you've read about. So um, yeah, yeah. Don't don't drink a drive, especially on the Halloween weekend. Yeah. Well, be careful out there. Have fun. Yeah, but not too much. Not Take too a car much. Service. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm such a buzzkill. Have fun. Not too much. Public transportation. Too much is dangerous. Ubers, lifts, whatever. I don't. There you go. We're not we're not advertising for them. Just be a, safe. A, a friend, a mom. There you go. A dad. Designated a driver. Yeah. yeah. And save some liver for Christmas. Hey. <laughs> Ew. Okay. <laughs> Ew. Uh, and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change a Ride. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am too. Through the whole season without me making me watch shock treatment. <laughs> One more year. Well, yeah, exactly. Till next year. <laughs> you the same thing. I think we already got next October booked up soon. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, kid.
Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) Doctor Who? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.